You're listening to The View From Up Here, an equipping podcast by Viewpoint Leadership and Development. Our vision is to cultivate a change in the way the world views leadership and development. And our mission is to foster better leaders through a modern approach while developing individuals into their true selves. My name's Brad Walbridge, your host for our time together. And joining me in our conversations is our president and founder, Josh Trout, and our COO, Joel Archery. The cool factor of the podcast has gone up because welcome to the View From Up Here podcast. We have a Scottish man on the podcast. I am your host for today, Joel Archery. I am the COO of Viewpoint Leadership and Development. Today, I do not have Josh Trout, our founder, or the hostess with the mostest, Brad Walbridge. But like I said, we have a Scottish lad over here, John Brockus. He's a multiple author, published author. You have multiply, multiple articles published in magazines. Yep. You are a thought leader in the world of leadership and development. Yep. And I'm also joined by a good friend of the show, Andy Garrison, the host of the We Think We Talk podcast. You can find it on all platforms where you stream. So thank yes. you guys both for being here. Uh, it's Absolutely. a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And it's actually a pleasure to hear your Scottish accent because it's about the closest I've heard. <laughs> I, you know it's, it's not bad, actually. You've got a really good time. Oh, see, I know. Seriously, give me some more butter. Butter me up, sir. Wow. <laughs> Call me a croissant. All right. Well, today I want to talk, I mean, because you are like, it was such a one of, I don't want to kind of give people the idea how we met because it's like, how it do real. I know this random <laughs> Scottish guy? Uh, it was you love to go to Chestnut, which yeah. is a great coffee shop locally here in Greenville. Yeah. And you love to go there on Fridays and just work on writing. Yeah, just right, write. Cause, yeah. Right, because you either are writing or yeah. you're critiquing other people's writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember I went to Chestnut because right. it was my wife's. Uh, basically, she goes to a hotel every like six months to get away from the family and the kids. And it was her hotel weekend. And she said, because it's our birthday, you can come. But you can't you can't <laughs> arrive until like, wow. but she said you can't arrive until a certain time. Oh, and wow. so I, I was sitting around there going like, well, what am I going to do? So I went to Chestnut sure. and you were sitting in that area where there's two chairs and a couch. Yeah. And you know that awkward moment when you're in a coffee shop and you go, do I ask the person, can I sit there? And you had earbuds in. So I'm like, mm, it's a, you know, what do you do? <laughs> so I just said, hey, can I sit there? And you went. Oh yeah, it's great. You could just you could sit there. And I was like, hold on, wait. <laughs> that, that, that actually almost Sorry. sounded Northern Irish there. This, this com this conversation just got way too yeah, I yeah. can't just pass this up. And I was like, wait, are you Scottish? And you're like, Yeah, I am Scottish. And that kind of started the conversation. Right, yeah. And we you were like, What are you doing here? And I said, I'm I'm just gonna work on like a book that I'm working on. And you're like, I've I'm a published author, and yeah. that's how we met. That's right. And then we just connected on that we share philosophies of leadership and development, Absolutely. which is just the cool thing about if you are someone who's leader and you care about that i mean you you'll find that there are more people that are alike than yeah than divided in this and you yeah. i think if you put yourself out there you'll find people like that yeah. you'll establish these connections which even now because of our connection you no, got no a connection. connection i got so, a body <laughs> but you i mean so like tell us about you know how you why you do this what you do you coach people you help with leadership and development like what do you do in that world you know i i, I tend to shy away from the term a coach everybody understands as a coach right. I, I i prefer to use the term a mentor i like that yeah because if there's 101 coaches around about you and very few of them have got experience and experience of life and so i like to use the term mentorship so what i like to do is, is to say that i mentor people hmm. And I maintain, as we were, as you know, as we spoke, that one deep insight into a leader can change the whole trajectory of their business, mm -hmm. their life. It can be transformational. So for me, um, I like working one to one with with leaders and those leaders who are leading essentially other people yeah. and bringing the new leaders forward. And so, if if I inspire one or I show them. Or I, I make them awaken to what's inside of them yeah. that they perhaps don't see. Then, what kind of impact? What kind of impact can they have yeah. on our, our leaders that are coming up? Yeah, and that's what we need. I'm not looking at him that I'm leading, that, that, that I'm, I'm helping. I'm looking at yeah the next generation. Well, we and just the next had generation. The, uh, the director of marketing communications of the association, yeah, American, American Heart, Heart Association, Association, that's been around for a hundred years. Right. Because of those people who focused on that. What, how, yeah. What's the impact? You, 
like we have people that you can see and i love that you're doing that because you're not playing you're playing the long game yeah and that's so beautiful and i love when we talked one of the things you said is you're in the the business of sowing seeds in people's hearts yeah like what do, what did you mean by that when you said well that? i i don't you know a lot of people when they look towards a mentor or a coach they kind of idolize them or they put them up on some kind of pedestal mm. so i like to think of it there's a brilliant book out there called the enlightened gardener and if you've if you read it so the enlightened guy it's an amazing book and so I tend to think of myself as a gardener. I don't want to give everybody the answers. I want to plant the seed and I mm. want to educate them to find the answers for themselves. Yeah. Because that's essentially what I had to do. Yeah. What I want to do though is I want to, I want to plant the seeds in their hearts and show them how to tend the seeds with love and compassion and care and to mm. grow a beautiful plant, a beautiful tree, a beautiful flower rather than to grow it and let it be strangled full of weeds, mm, which yes. is really their mind. And if their mind's not in the right place, then, you know, the, the mind is the psychological building blocks of reality. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't understand the mind and leadership, you can't lead. Hmm. So what, have you ever had a time, so when you were coaching <laughs> someone, and let's say you, you got to them when they were in the weeds, what was that like? And how did you help them get out? You know, I think we, I think we, we spoke about this a little bit when yeah. we were chatting, but for me, it's it's almost like the best analogy I can give is that they're in a a, a well, hmm. they're in a or they're in a prison, hmm. and they're looking at the they're, they're looking outside at the little window, and they're looking up and they're seeing the moon and they long to get out there, and for me, when they realise that they're a seed and they're they're a beautiful plant and they've, they've got everything there. They recognize and they awaken to the fact that the door was always opened and all they needed to do was walk outside of it to enjoy it mm. because they create the prison in their mind. They create their own prison and self. So when they realize... He's deep. That's what we got to So when they it. realize that they've, they've, they've got an inherent power within them, whether you call it a divine power, spiritual power, anything, yeah. that, that is really... The, you can only be... If you want to experience freedom, ladies and gentlemen, you can only experience freedom in your mind. Because we are not free in the material world, we're not free in this world, but yeah. we are free in the mind. We're beholden to something. At exactly, all times. We're, yeah. we're attached to expectations, attachments, perceptions. But when we're truly free, it's our mind that we need to work upon. Yeah. So wow. to really get them opened, to to you're making me look great for bringing you on this podcast. <laughs> it's great. No, this I'm, I'm already feeling it. Keep, just, keep going. Keep going. So right. so so. To, <clears throat> For them to have a realization, yeah. it's almost like the sunshine has replaced the moon and everything lights up for them. Yeah. And they can finally see clarity and truth. Yeah. That's what it's like for them. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you've been pushing me to continue to, to go forward with, with writing a book on Mantra, yeah. right? And I've really appreciated that. And as I've kind of been looking at and kind of scoping it out, writing some things, one of the things I, I did similarly thought about was mm. why people end up in that prison. And I, one of the thoughts was, you know, so with mantra, it's all about surety, positivity, and altruism. Surety meaning you know yourself, positivity mm -hmm. meaning you're positive about yourself and the world around you. And the altruism meaning like you care more about the betterment yeah. of others, not yourself. Uh, and thinking about surety, I thought about the fact that people often will take the path towards a better self in rather not their true self because it fits better for the situation that they're in, right? So True. they go, well, this is the better self for being at this place or this company. Or if I'm trying to get here, I should take the better self path. And so they keep going in these crossroads and they keep picking the better self. And then years down the road, they're looking in the mirror and they don't know their true self anymore. They just seen they're their lost. better self. And they're like, that's I true. don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. And I think that's why people end mm. up in those prisons because they've been choosing what they think would best fit a situation, not who they really are yeah. and what would help them become a better person in themselves and who they truly are. So when you think about that, though, what what is the thing that you you felt like as you've helped people see you, the doors open the whole time of your prison? Mm. What were the things that you've said to people or the things that, you know, you've you might have mentioned that really gave them the aha moment? You know, <clears throat> I use, a, I use an analogy with a lot of people um, about the Keurig effect, right? Mm. So we have this Keurig effect. I do not like Keurigs. As someone who's... <laughs> so as, as Synergy Keurig's Coffee is here, this. <laughs> Synergy Coffee, we don't do Keurigs. I just want right. to say it. So, but I will say the Keurig, everybody, you know, if you want a really good coffee, you go to a coffee shop, you have, you know, someone makes you something. They put time, the effort, they put love into it, okay? Yeah. And 
the reality is is that people want an instantaneous oh. high, right? So we go straight to the pod, we go straight to the coffee, and we don't know where it's come from. We don't know what love has been put into wow. it. We don't know the energy that's been put into it. And we are so used to in this life, I want it now. Yeah. I don't want to wait for it, I want it now. I don't want to work for it. I don't want to serve for it. Mm. And the greatest gift that we can give humanity is the gift of service. So really the big aha moment for anybody who's working with me is to realize that it's not about them, it's about who they serve. Yeah, exactly. That's that altruistic aspect. That's the altruism. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you serve, and you serve with an open heart, and you serve without expectation, and you serve without limitation, and you, you serve without you know looking to get something back just to make someone else's life better, mm -hmm. Divine law, dude, it's going yeah. to come back to you. And it draws you. people in. And it draws people right. in. When you're altruistic, so you're other-centric, people then are pulled towards you because Absolutely. it's attractive. No one likes to be around selfish people who make it all about themselves. But if yeah. you make it about others, people are like, well, I want to be towards you. So in the what you thought was actually making it further away from you actually drew, drew people in yeah. to being more interested in you because you're altruistic. Yeah, I love that. It's... it's, it's, it's <clears throat> it's a firefly it's a moth and it's a firefly yeah essentially if your light shines you're going to attract beauty yeah. there so you know you've been you've been coaching and mentoring people for a yeah. while you've been writing for a while yeah I mean, you came when did you come over to the states to write wasn't it i think it was 12 now, years ago 12 years ago so you've been in america for long enough to kind of see the prevailing culture yeah. within leadership what do you think is one of the worst parts about kind of where we are as an American culture when it comes to leadership and development? And then, you know, what's a good thing? So give me a good and a bad. Leaders don't know who they are. Hmm. That's true. Thank you for listening to the View From Up Here podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I mean, I, I don't know that I've heard it stated just that. <laughs> well, you know, when he has a Scottish accent, it helps too. <laughs> Leaders don't it's know who they are. <laughs> But is it not true? No, it's completely it's true. Wow. Leaders don't know who they are. They yeah. are. But what I will say is, is certainly in an American culture, American culture, especially in leadership, is they're, they're happy to see other people succeed. Hmm. Where I found in other places in the world, there's even, in, and I hate to say this, guys, but in Britain, there's oh. a very much like, you know, I could have done that better or I could get that better or, right, or yeah. not. Oh my God, that's amazing! You know, you've written a book. I'd love to read it. Or, or you know, it's a, it's a simple thing. Is like here an, an example. I buy a new car. Someone says, "God, I love your car, Jock." You know, where did you get it? And we talk about. It. I love the color. I love this. Yeah. Right, you know, back back in Blightiest and other countries, it's like, how much did you pay for it? I could have got right. that cheaper. Why yeah, didn't wow. you come to me? You know, so money somewhere I, else, yeah. I find the American uh, community more open to dialogue. Mm. And I find them more, fr you know, friendlier in terms of uh, supporting you mm. and supporting your success. So that's it's interesting too because to an American, we wouldn't necessarily go there first. We wouldn't think that people are more open to dialogue because all you hear right now is people are closed off. It's all about you. Right. But I love that you say that. There, you just actually, perception. Yeah, you feel like you perceive a little bit differently. And, and it is everybody else's perception because everybody else is attached to something. Hmm. Whether they're attached to an outcome, whether they're attached to a political argument, whether they're attached to... It, there's a, there's a, a thing that I always say and I, always, I teach people is people say to me, do you believe in something? I say, no, I don't. Hmm. I don't believe in nothing. If I don't know it, there's no need for me to believe it because if I believe it, it means there's there's room for interpretation. So you say I don't believe in things. I know things. I know things. Yeah, because and because in, in belief, it's, it's, essentially, yes. if you say to me, you know, this is the way it is, and I believe yes. you, I'm believing in your perception. Right. That's your perception. Yeah. But then, because of social engineering and, and the way that we are socially, we tend to then accept that. Well, it must be right. Mm. But it, it doesn't not necessarily mean that that's the truth. So then I tend to teach people is you've got to come to a place in knowing. You've yeah. got to come to a place of understanding and knowing. So I don't believe in anything. Yeah. I'll question until I'll come, until the wisdom opens up and, and I come know. to know. Yeah. And when I know, that's in my heart and my soul. That's deep inside of me. There is no room for error. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. I think... I think that's one of the reasons why you and I have gelled because, I mean, that's the yeah. surety part for me. There's yeah. the altruism, right? So the, the, I think the other question that I would ask you, though, is, and I, I, I love asking Andy this. I love asking any leader, right, who wants to do this, who wants to invest in other people. Why? why? I mean, it's, you, 
other you don't really get unless you you know you're a top person keynote speaker not getting paid a ton like you know yeah. you're writing books to help people out why do you care so much about helping others develop simple simple answer why not can you stop giving me this like <laughs> thank you for listening to the review <laughs> what do you mean why not expound on that why not why 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 not serve i mean the the, the greatest uh, you know the greatest gift that as i said that we can give is service to people yeah we, there, there's an innate kindness in people. Sometimes it's lost, but it's lost because people suffer. Hmm. And hurt people hurt people. And Same. we don't know people's stories. We don't know the battles that are going on inside of people. We don't yeah. know the battles that are raging on because we can't see inside of them. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can if you, you open up and you get connection yeah. and communication. There's more disconnection in this, in this world. Yeah. But if I can be a little stepping stone on a little river yeah. that helps someone over to the other side so that they can live their best life, so that they can serve. Why on God's earth would I not do it? That's true. Yeah. You know, I, so it's funny that you say hurt people. I, I say that in the book I'm working on. Uh, but then I also <laughs> say the, the inverse is the same. Healed people heal people, right? Like Absolutely. those who have been healed, who have worked through things, they can help heal others because they know what it's like. Like, so you can empathize with someone and empathy is what helps the service because if you don't see a need unless you empathize with a need, sympathy is fine, but knowing it, like you said, not just believing, oh, that's an issue, but knowing that there's an issue leads you to have empathy. Andy, you are like being absolutely bombarded <laughs> by tweetable moments. I'm right loving now. What do you this. Think, like, what do you think about all the things that he's been saying? Like, why is it, why is it so refreshing to you? Because obviously when when you want someone, regardless of what level you're at mm. in your life, uh, you need a mentor mm. because no one is omnipotent. I know no one with all the answers. No. And many of us, and I use the word us, we sometimes know who we are, but sometimes we also forget mm. who we are. Mm. True, yeah. Um, you... Personally, what I what I what I like is, you came here twelve years ago, so you came from a different region with a different perception, with a mm. different set of morals, a different set mm. of standards, and 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 so you've got to your counterbalance, mm. if you will. So you get to honestly inspect us almost with a microscope from things that unfortunately we take for granted and we yeah, don't true. even see anymore. That's really true. So you can go so much deeper. You're you're almost you're almost like washing your hands versus using 99% alcohol. Uh, we're still doing the same thing, but you're mm. getting a little deeper and mm. cleaner because you're because you've had the opportunity in your life to see and you know the book you mentioned is very good because you take pride oh yeah and start doing that and you even made the comment why not yeah. help other people. Well, what you're doing is also you're self-serving you hmm. because there's something very important about all human, regardless of where you're yeah. at or from, that gives you uh, self-awareness and self-happiness. Absolutely. And self-joy. Yeah. And you can't, you can't help others unless you're happy within you. Mm -hmm. And the others give you happiness. That's right. It's an it, you, you, have the, you deposit and withdraw evenly. And, and, and I like that. But the biggest thing that really, other than off the camera, because we we've got hours to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very interesting. But here's what I love, and I believe how I can sum up what I feel mm. that you do. And, and this is a principle in my life. Yeah. Mm. Principles don't ever change. Right. Mm. Principles are fact, right? We yeah. know the yeah. truth. Yeah. Um, you're the type guy that I absolutely would go to because um, – I never take direction from someone that hasn't been to where I want to go. Right. That's that empathy. You know they can empathize. Right. I think the other important thing is to recognize, guys, is that we mentor and we coach what we need to develop. Yes. Yeah. Right. If yeah. we are not, if we, Absolutely. If, if we don't, if we as mentors and coaches don't look at a, uh, you know, look at a, a client or a person that you're mentoring and, and think that you know it all, then you've failed straight away. Right. Yeah. Yes. But if I go into that and, and, and know that whatever comes up in them, I know that it's part of my spiritual, it's part of my personal growth. Yeah. It's part mm -hmm. of learning to know who I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as I mentor them, I'm also mentoring myself. Yes. Right. 
And so I'm developing with them. And and I think what I like is when you when you agree to mentor, you know the stress, the weights, and everything yeah. that now you've put on yourself. Yeah. And that huge burden and responsibility. Yeah. So you have no choice but to continue self growth for your own self. Because it's almost like a school teacher. Um, you're getting ready to teach a subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've probably need to study the day before, before you try to teach the class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to have really deep introspection within yourself yeah. before the day of the phone call or yeah. with the other person, because you have to be right with yourself before you can help be right with someone else. Yeah. And that's a lot of dedication on your end because plus writing books, plus yeah. reading other people and, 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 and not criticizing them, but, yeah. but, but, you know, Hey, this is almost right. Right. You know, let me share what I know because you and may that's know how the we truth. Plant, and that's how we plant the seeds. That's and, that's, and that's the other thing is another great analogy I use all the time is that um, I've studied martial arts for many years. I have a, an eighth degree uh, black belt level in martial arts. Adding to his cool factor, by the way. So, um, but here's the thing. That really means nothing because no. at the end of the day, a black belt is only a dirty white belt. With yes. experience. That's right. Ooh. So we're always we're so always someone with a black belt's really upset right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I'll take what? him on. I'll take him on. He's um, calling Chuck Norris so, like, yeah. like Come on, so, Chuck. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's we're always beginners. And if we all if we realize that we are never above anybody, and if I put my hand out to someone to to accept them, I want to pull them up so that they can look me in the eye. I don't want to put my hand out so I can take from them. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too, because when you, it's easy to think when you're a part of like, let's say a big company. So like Cisco, Microsoft, these big companies, Mm. and you look at, let's say you don't have a good management structure, right? Mm. And you look above you and it seems like it's when you look above, you see obstacles, not people who help you. How defeating that can be, especially for the young person. So if you're a young listening to this and, and you're in your journey, and you're at one of those companies or not a big company or a smaller company and you feel like when you look up, there's obstacles. I mean, these types of interactions are the things that can help you. It's not that yeah. we get you the job for you. It's not Viewpoint or John Brockus that just change your job for you, but it's changing your perspective and saying, okay, that may be the case that they are someone who's like, you're not going to move above me. I'm always going to be above. That's yeah, but you could still change your perspective. And that could then maybe change the way you approach it. And Absolutely. you might get something else as a result. Well, you might learn who you are. Exactly. But if yeah. you didn't, if you didn't, you might stay that yeah. way forever or for an extended period of time, negatively impacting the people around you. And I think that's why it's so important because there are people, like you said, and like we've talked about, there are people who are in, um, in corporate America right now or in companies or in places right now who are wrestling with yeah. because they don't know who they are they and they have a negative outlook. And they need someone to come alongside them. And if that's you, do not feel like you're alone. Because yeah. like you said, we're mentoring mm. ourselves in the midst of those conversations, right? Yeah. And I, I even think about, for I have these conversations often with younger guys at like Cisco. Because I, in the brief time that I've been there, I've moved up quickly. Mm. Because I just navigated the waters differently. And these guys, yeah. and what I try to tell them though, is it's if you're desperate and you're selfish, your reputation will precede you. Yes. And there are people at, at my company who are in, who are kind of in the same boat as me, who are always saying, I need a promotion. Like I've proved my worth. Where's my promotion? When can I get a promotion? When can I? And when I would have conversations with other people who would know them, who are higher up. So higher up peers would say, yeah, that's all they talk about. And I'm going, you've already shot yourself in the foot. That's what you're known for. Mm. Your reputation now precedes you. Whereas I don't want that to be the case for me. Now I will talk about with my manager and we've had great conversations where I'm like, look, you know what I want to do. I want to manage people. I want to do this kinds of stuff like this because this is what I love to do. Not I'm worth this. That reputation is more positive. And that's what you were saying. If you're only Mm. known as the negative person who only sees obstacles, you're going to withhold opportunities from yourself. I think it's important as well, and, and I'll, I'll pick a point that I've picked up about you, is oh. that, is, yeah, here's it, not buttoning up or anything, but the, one of the, the biggest things... I literally, I don't think anyone understood what you just said. One of, <laughs> no, one, of, one of the biggest things that's missing in corporate America yeah. for leaders, and, and actually we're talking about leaders here, but I'm going to give a tip to people who are looking to be mentored by leaders. Love it. Look for the leader who is the most compassionate. Mm-hmm. 
because that's the difference in, in the way that you do. From this very short time I've known you, you have a compassionate heart. Oh, thank you. Right? So in your compassion, people yeah. will be attracted to you and, and you will mentor them and you will bring them up. And that's what's missing in leadership in corporate America yeah. is compassion. Yeah, there's, it's not there. I mean, it's... They don't even know what it is. No, I, I, it's interesting in our... So I'm now in supply chain and we just got... A, we had a VP leave who was known for not being compassionate. No. And we now have a new VP who is known for being compassionate. And I think one of the differences was this guy was an intern at Cisco when I was five years old. And he has been there ever since and has moved his way up to that. And I think because this is what we're kind of talking about, yeah. he remembers what it's like to be an intern at the bottom of a company. That's it. He remembers what it's like to be the person at the bottom who had dreams, had thoughts, had desires, and didn't have opportunity and had to do things the hard way. Yeah. But then he, but it's not as if he's now the VP and he doesn't care. He goes, I remember what it was like. So I, why would I, what, like you said, for you, when I asked you, why, why do you care so much? He's, you're like, why not? For him, why, why are you so great to people underneath you? Why wouldn't I be? I was there. Exactly. Because he remembers what his garden looks like before it was a garden. I said, look yes. Gardening analogy right <laughs> back to it. Look at you. I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, what were you about to say? Sorry. Yeah. No, it, absolutely. What you're saying is, is, is perfect. I, and I also think that um, I give you an, another example in the military. So when I served in the British military, um, another thing to add had, to is cool factor. Uh, Scot sorry. Scottish Army. Um, I had, um, I had a, a, a CEO who was a young guy and he had just come straight out of university and mm -hmm. the guys were like, what the heck? He's only been in 10 minutes. What does he know to lead us into battle? And then we had, you know, Sergeant Major Harrison who had been, a ra we call them rankers. Notice I said rankers, ladies and gentlemen, just in case my... my uh, Brankers. My accent picks that up wrong, but it's right. He was a ranker, and that means he's going through the ranks. Yes. So he had been at the bottom of the ladder. He yeah. was the private that had gone all the way up, mm. and we all gravitated to him because he had the experience, right. and he had the compassion, yep. and he had the the leadership. That's right. That's an important factor. So we've talked about this a lot, and both I think Andy, I would love to hear your perspective too. Okay, the compassionate leader draws more people Absolutely. right it has more impact yeah how does one become compassionate in in my opinion uh, and, and i would say this for me I, I would like to think i'm a compassionate person i would say um just because i genuinely care about other people and it all started through a hiring process yeah um, when I had, because you know, I started at, at the bottom of the ranks, uh, you know, I, I, I never tell that story a whole lot, but, but I didn't start at the top. I, I literally started at the very bottom and, mm. and worked every day to that top. Um, you know, I think it's important. I can fill out a financial plan just as well as I can mop the building. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, I and, and I think it's very it's important good. that yeah, I know to good. do that. Uh, but at the same time, with compassion, com it's almost like you need to break that word down mm. because compassion is nothing more than you owning a box full of emotions, mm. of, of, of being understanding, yeah. but also controlling um, what you allow out of that box. That's good. Um, because a compassionate leader is, is, is two people. Um, you're physically one person, yeah. Yeah. but you're not tending the garden for them, as you said, Yeah. but what you're doing is you're helping setting them on the right path, Right. but you're not walking them completely down the path yeah. because you also want them to be a compassionate leader. You have to have been through some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But if you're too compassionate, mm -hmm. therefore I've took you down the trail by your hand yeah. so you never stubbed your toe so right. you'll never truly have the full box of, of of everything it takes to be compassionate right so therefore the achievements of crossing over the bridge and the pond and mm. things yourself yeah uh you've had to earn that yourself mm. so i believe it's it's a title i believe you have to be compassionate and understanding when someone has a situation because uh as you clearly said mm. One thing that we aren't developed with are eyes that have MRI machines because, you, can't you know what, that, yeah. we all right now look, when I say this, 
we look like we're happy <laughs> on the outside yeah, doing this. Fair, yeah. But inside, there's I guarantee you out of one of the three of us, there's something that we are worried about. Yeah. Well, every single person I and, think has got that problem. Yeah. And if you're a compassionate leader, you yeah, you feel that. And you can look into the eyes of their soul and maybe their mm. performance has just dropped a little. Instead of you dropping the hammer yeah. about performance, maybe you just now have enough technique to actually have a different type conversation. Yeah. Because their performance is secondary to what's going on. So, and and you not okay. be concerned about your self growth or them yeah. self growth yeah. or them taking your job. Because <clears throat> once again, if you're going to cultivate someone, be compassionate towards someone, you want to applaud in their successes and see them grow as far as they possibly can and be willing to accept mm. even if that's past where you are. Yeah. So the question though is, which and yes, I'll, I'll probably I'll, went past. No, no, you know, you're great. All of that is fantastic. And that's incredible about, okay, how do you approach them yes. when, you know, seeing there, there's something always underneath it, right? right? Okay, but here's the question though. High level leader, you're a high level leader in, in a company, you know, let's say you're VP, director, CEO, you name it. And you want to be compassionate. But how do you balance though? Like your employees aren't going to always like you. They're going to say some mean things. Absolutely. Heck, if they say, if they send reviews to you and you get shown reviews and you're like, what? I didn't know I was like... How do you balance that though? Because I feel like when you are compassionate, there is a propensity to be yeah, overly compassionate, overly compassionate, mm -hmm. and not just saying I'm going to help you down the road, but get hurt, easily hurt, or you're vulnerable. You're having to be more vulnerable. How do you balance that? I, I mean, obviously you, but also boundaries. Boundaries, okay. I, I have past employees that I'm sure hate me right now. Yeah. And the simple fact that I've come to terms with is it wasn't that I was not compassionate they weren't willing to open up 50% to be with me hmm. because obviously they didn't have a respect or truly see, or they did not want to hear the truth that I was trying to say. Hmm. See, because just because you offer compassion, someone has to be willing to accept it. Yeah. And you said boundaries. What, when you said boundaries, what do you mean by that? Well, boundaries, most people, when you think about boundaries, they build walls and walls are impenetrable. Hmm. Sometimes I think what we need to do is to, to have boundaries that are just lines or boundaries that are fences that we can see through because we still want to be able to see yes. what's on the other side. Yes. But the other thing is, is also judgment because the reality is, is that the leader who is compassionate and, and, and maybe goes down that path that you were saying, yes. they get hurt because it's not because of what's happened to them. It's the, it's the way they judge the situation, mm. right? If you can detach yourself from being judgmental of yourself or anything else, mm. you will just serve with an open heart. Yeah. And you will not, it, it, won't, it won't affect you. If someone says something bad about you and they talk about you and everything else and you're like, so be it. Right. Because you know yourself. You know yourself because you know yourself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which means that you judge, you, you let go of judgment. You don't judge the situation and you don't judge yourself. You let go of judgment. When you let go of judgment, you can create safe boundaries yeah. and you can have a compassionate yeah. heart and you see the person's heart rather than the person as a, a, an individual, as a yeah. human. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but I'd rather see someone's heart and soul than I just see what I'm looking at with my eyes. That's yeah. what I was saying, because I like to look into the eyes. Exactly. Because, because yeah. I, I, know, I, know, I know what their physical yeah. body is portraying, mm -hmm. but... That behavior that they're doing, whether it's the loud voice, the the, the screaming, the yeah. mad, mm. I, I am past that. I know that there's something that is causing that. Yeah, I, I know that's not the behavior that they're no. doing just towards you. Yeah, so that's where the judgment free. Yeah, I, I have to be willing to know there's something causing that. There's a root problem yeah. that's causing that, and that's where. You guys, you know, at what you do, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you guys are much better qualified at this than I am. <laughs> uh, I call it unpacking. It's what I call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, sure. but it's like the garden. I love yeah. that analogy with that book because it's very true to your life. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's a hidden weed mm. sometimes that will strangle the whole root system that Absolutely, you, you yeah. never saw. Absolutely. Um, the better you get at at helping people and mentoring people, you start to know where that weed is located. You don't yeah. even have to really understand yeah. what it is. Yeah. 
because you know that it's probably the weed and you learn where they're at. Exactly. So you can quick, quickly, quickly go in and sort of unstrangle. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have work and prep to bring it back. Yeah. But now you have a chance. Yeah. And and, and that's where I admire what yeah. both of you do. It boils down to deep awareness. It, it does. Awareness. Well, it does. Yeah. And, and you can br- you both bring it from a different yeah. way. Yeah. And, and that's important. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to bring awareness to our sponsor, which is Sit and Spin Studios. <laughs> I'm so good at these segues. <laughs> if you've wondered... Zagging for more time. If you've wondered... <laughs> wait, hold on. How do they get this amazing production quality? <laughs> Why does his voice sound so butterly smooth? Look at these things behind them. The lighting... Sit and Spin Studios, look at it in Greenville, upstate South Carolina. If you are in the upstate, heck, if you're across the country and you want a quality recording, video, podcast, album, Sit and Spin Studios. Anyway, so continuing on, I'm just, I'm getting so good at these sponsor plugs. I'm so good. I am, you know, I do what I can. People should start paying me. Anyway, not you sit and spin, just other people. But, okay, so I love what we've talked about. And, you know, when you guys were talking about knowing yourself, Mm. it made me think about, like, what what I've talked about with, like, mantra. So with, you know, we've talked, I've told you mine, I've told you mine. My mantra is, uh, I am someone who is energized by being a refreshment to everyone in every interaction, no matter what, in that I don't want to drain people. I don't want to burden them. I want to build them up. I want to edify them. I want people to think, can't wait to talk to Joel next time. He's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah. I love and that. so I, so I think about, okay, let's say I walked myself as a leader through that mantra and I had someone leave me the worst review or they came into my office and they're like, I cannot, cannot stand the fact that you did this. You're so selfish. You're so about yourself. Right. And you know, I'm a compassionate leader. I'm trying to be compassionate. I would tell that person, Hey, what is like, what's your mantra? And they would say, I want to be refreshed. I'm, I'm energized by being a refreshment. Do you feel like you've been doing that with this person? Yeah. Okay. There's probably something else going on in that situation Absolutely. and it's not you. No. And I, that's the aspect that you're talking about. Yeah. That's tangibly what we're talking about. Yeah. If you know yourself. And so like, if you want to get a mantra session and hit me up, but if you need that, if you need a better awareness of who you are, we walk you yeah. through that. And then all we do is just go, okay, who are you? Okay. Does that mean that it's them or you in this situation? Well, probably them. And then you continue to walk forward in surety and positivity and altruism. Absolutely. So, but what were you going to say? Yeah. I was going to say the scary part about the truth of what you do, what viewpoint does, is you ask that question initially, who are you? Yeah. And toward the end of the, of the business relationship, you ask that question again. That's a completely different answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that is, uh, there's nothing more beautiful than that because of somebody actually finding freedom freedom within their self. Um, there are no bars that can hold you after that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You really become so self-empowered. I hate to use the word arrogant, cocky, yeah. because you don't have to even display that. A rich man doesn't have to say he's rich. A blessed man doesn't have to tell you no, that he's no. blessed. He just lives in it. A free man doesn't have to come out every day and let you know he's free. And once you, you know. once you release that from someone, yeah. you can even see it in their posture. Mm. You see it in their walk. You see it when they're by themselves. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, I hate to reference this because this is probably not even age for me, but what artist says it? I wear both chains even when I'm in the house by myself. I have no idea. It's, there's a song. But he's just talking about he's completely happy within himself. Yeah. He enjoys his items. Mm. It's not for show for others. Yeah, yeah. He he enjoys time within himself. Oh, he's a rap. I was like, what do you mean change? Is this like bondage? He's no, like, no, 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 no. I get it. Now okay, I get okay. It. So, so now I'm getting it. I need to, I need to get you more. Two chains. Is it two, two chains? Two chains. Yes. I need to get. I, 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 just remind me to buy you and your wife more hotel time. With, <laughs> you're, you're talking bond. No. You're talking weird. No, 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 no. Oh. But but no. I always reflect back. This to has that. got off the rails, and I love no, it. But, Keep it. Yeah, I don't that, care. That's why it's unscripted. You know because yeah. it's great. But but me that that little part of of when he says that yeah, yeah. I, I've I've used that now for years because You're what it so says content with who well you are. what it says to me is when I'm in the house I don't have to have others around me anymore mm. yeah to enjoy being with me yeah yeah and that is freeing that is yeah, yeah. because you don't realize how many years that you've been codependent on what others think like yeah. like if you say something you ever see people do this. They'll make a comment and they go, oh, my gosh. 
I had a I had right? a yes, right? I had a friend who would do that with um with jokes. Like so if someone made a yeah. joke, so if we were sitting in an area and he was in front of me, he would literally like someone would say a joke and he'd go just to see if I laughed. And I'm like, all right, look, I don't like the kind of pressure because then I have to laugh at every You're joke. Right. Right. Kind of laughter. Right. Now I'm that now and I had to develop it. I had to have professionals like you guys to work yeah. through with me. But now if I decide to tell a joke and nobody laughs, I'm probably already laughing. Yeah. I'm laughing at myself. All the time. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm just good with that. Yeah. And, and it's so freeing. It's so – but you know what? I, I don't think pe – people need to know. Yeah. I think it people, takes a lot of hard work. I think people are frightened to silence. Oh, I was going to ask that question of you. Right? People are frightened to silence. When you can be silent with yourself, yeah. you get to know yourself. You know, and 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 you can do it. You can try this. You can sit. I mean, we, we three can sit yeah. here, and we can just sit and look at each other as I'm looking at Joel. You know, uh, and and some one of us you get you get uncomfortable and you want to start to say something right. because we're not comfortable in our silence. Mm -hmm. And silence is the greatest power that you can have. Silence mm -hmm. can can give you deep insight, can bring you a lot of self reflection and contemplation, mm -hmm. give you. Um, Lower your heart. If you want to talk physical, you know, can lower your heart rate, yeah, can help yeah. you live healthier, mm -hmm. can give you better sleep. We are too frightened to be silent. We're frightened to be silent with ourselves. Mm. And I think if we all spent a little bit of time with ourselves, in contemplation with ourselves, the world would be a better place. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I was going to ask you that question because I feel as if we fill our... T so why we don't learn ourselves or be more content with who we are or sit in silence is because we just fill our time with everything and really? anything, right? We numb, we avoid the time that we would have to, that would be awkward because we haven't spent time with ourselves yeah. to do so. And I think though, I think that's, it's a missing factor in a lot of kind of where we are as, as a culture within, even just in leadership and development, yeah, but just yeah. in general, we don't, we're not comfortable with silence because, yeah. no. but I also think it's where it's also because we don't have the handles. And that's a sad part too. Not yeah, everyone yeah. has the handles that when you're quiet, you think to yourself, let me process through things. So like you and I, because we have schooling, right? Yeah. So master's in psychology, you also have, you're in your PhD right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a PhD track for the next four years. Yeah, so we have lived introspection because it was literally a part of our schooling. Yeah. And then our personalities have lent, lent ourselves to go that way too. Not everyone is like that. Not everyone, not saying we're better than other people, but not everyone is more just generally introspective by nature and it's scary. Mm -hmm. So it's not just uncomfortable and like, I don't want to do it. It's just, what do I do when I have yeah. a thought, right? What do you do when you have that thought of realization of maybe you aren't where you want to be? Maybe you did mess things up more than you thought yeah. and you, you spent more time to think about it. Wow. I actually really did botch that, that mm -hmm. aspect of my life. Yeah. And then you start to have those feelings of regret yeah. that are not light. They're very heavy and, but you don't have the handles. Now, obviously, reach out to one of us, to someone who Man. can mentor you. Yeah, but what, what would you say to that person in the, right now who might be listening, who's like, that's me. I don't have handles, right, other than reach out to one of us. Like, what's something you would give them now? I would tell them, <laughs> I, if, if they were struggling right now, I would say, so if, if, if we were struggling right now, one of the, the probably the, the greatest tools I can give you is to ask yourself the question, that did your thoughts come from your mind? And if they did, you have the power over them. Mm. So you have to become more aware of your thoughts and you have to identify whether those thoughts are negative or positive. That all comes with self-awareness and that always comes with knowing yourself. So the, the tool that I will give you is to work on your thought processes, mm -hmm. to work on identifying your thoughts. And what came first, that's the thing, what came first, the chicken or the eggs? What came first, the thought or the mind? Hmm. The mind is the building blocks of reality. Your thought is an expression of the mind. You have power over the thought. Choose wisely. I love that. So are you a uh, cognitive behavioral therapist kind of leaning thing? I think that's it, because that's the negative thought. Process. That was psych, psych nerds here. I'm remembering that. I'm no, going to pull out my credit card. I, like, I, like, I, I, 
kind of like Adler as well. Adler's winning. Yes, that Young was, and Adler. Adler. Yes. There's a book that was released recently, actually, two of the books uh, that an Adlerian psychologist yep. I found fascinating. Sorry, we're, we're geeking about we're geeking psych stuff. No, but, psych no, but you're, you're right. Because <laughs> when, you, when, when I was ever thinking about where I would go, what type of psychology, because you, when, you're in, you know, when you're in school, specifically in master's, and mm. they're, you're, they give you all the various um, methodologies for psychology, you can choose, like, what do I want to be the specialist in cognitive yeah. behavioral, Adlerian, right? And I always felt like cognitive behavioral, not this isn't just a weird plug or whatever. It just, it felt more natural to what we are because we have thoughts and oftentimes they're automatic and mm -hmm. they're negative. Mm -hmm. How do you fix that, right? Well, there is, a, there is a relationship between what you're thinking and what you're doing, cognitive behavioral, Absolutely. right? And so there was a way that you would try to help people fix the negative automatic thoughts. Yeah. And I think you're so right in saying that there are thoughts that are going to, you're just going to write in your head. I mean, all of us, like if we were honest, I think if all of us were honest in this moment, mm. was there ever a moment when we legitimately had suicidal ideations? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Right? We, all, we all have. Exactly. Yeah. But it's scary to admit that in public and scary just to admit that to yourself because in that moment you yeah. feel like, well, hold on. So my entire being seems to be against myself. That's not fun to think, right? That's, but it's okay because you're in control of your thoughts. Yeah. Just because you think a thing doesn't mean the action must follow. And, and that's the hard part. But it's also in leadership and development. Absolutely. The better thoughts you have, the better actions will follow. And I think it's so great what you said. It was so pertinent that your thoughts aren't in control of you, but you can use them. You can use the thoughts. To your benefit, yeah. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, people will say, you know, a lot of people will say thoughts are things. They only become things when you take action and give it power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can decide. You have a freedom of choice. Yeah. God gave us a beautiful gift of choice. We hardly use it. Well, you said a beautiful thing earlier, too. A thought is nothing. A thought. Well, well he, he said this earlier. This is, this is impactful. It, a thought, a thought is nothing more, you know, than obviously a thought. You thought. Mm. Um, you don't believe in anything. No. You have to find the truth. So therefore, that thought no longer matters to you. And I have a little oh. saying that I say about That's the truth. Good. That was good. The truth is the truth, no matter what. But it's merely the perception of truth that can be manipulated by man. Hmm. The real truth is divine and cannot be manipulated. Yeah. I need because, to get a tattoo with that. Well, because I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that's, I mean, it's the truth. It's, I mean, it, 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 yeah. it is the truth. It, you have it's to perception. have something outside of yourself that, that grounds you. You're totally right. But okay, I want to make sure we. I want to plug though, because you have all these things. Where do you feel like? Because I think you had, you said you have a website, but where do you feel like people can find you best, support you, consume your content? I, I have a I have a new website I've just developed because it's twenty one v dot org. Okay. Um, but you can also go on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn, He's and I'll great chat on LinkedIn, with you. Yeah, yeah I I'll chat with you on LinkedIn. I'm not big one for Facebook. Don't like it. Plug on fit not or any of them ones. So if you really want to get me and chat to me, then you can chat yeah. to me on LinkedIn. So and if someone wanted to let's say like book you for speaking, co co coaching, or even just like hey writing critique, right? Anything, anything like that. If anybody just go to my website, send me a message, and I'll get back in touch with you. If it's whether whether it's coaching, whether it's speaking, lectures, workshops, anything you want to do, just connect yeah. with me. I'm uh, very open to, and also, I'm very open. People who have a problem. I don't I don't have a great deal of time, but if you really have a problem and you reach out to me and I can feel your heart. Yeah, I'll take. I'll or, make time to or help bombard you. you in a coffee yeah. shop and make you <laughs> and make you help. Oh, someone. No, I see you took that mine. Was good, I, that was good. No, I was just getting ready to say I'm just going to use a perk of happen to you know being on a show where I'm just going to yeah, yeah. I'm just going to call him yeah <laughs> or just being like hey help me help me with this mantra thing how do I get it even better no we did that we did there's a reason <laughs> why my LinkedIn headline is different headline because I changed ladies and gentlemen I was wondering one. why some of the yeah. polls were coming up I, I was, was sitting with him and he made me change it. I'm going to do it. I did. I wondered. I kind of looked and I went, he's thinking a little. It's the power of having a good mentor. Sorry that we're yelling so much. He's dying over there. He's like, please, you're clipping. All right. So I want to be good about time and everything. Is there anything else like that, like hot on your mind as you kind of were rolling up here, or even as we were talking to Maddie, that you kind of came to mind that you felt like I just have to share this? You know what? I would say that I've learned more wisdom from a tramp than I have from someone who has status, mm. who has money, and who has power. 
recognize that the people around you will always have something to teach you and be open tell, to it. Tell them. Be open to being taught. Be open to always be the student. Be open to be the beginner, the white belt, not the black belt. Then life will become a lot easier for you. And remember, the tramp that you meet in the street might be able to pray a lot better than you. So open your heart. The first will be last. The last will be first. Can I ask a question? Yes, I, just, sure. I, just, I, just, I just have a question. When in your life did, did you develop this heart for what you do? I, I from a very, very young age, I've always had a, a spiritual outlook. So when I was, my uncle was a monk in a monastery. Mm -hmm. And so when I was young, I spent all my time in the monastery. Mm -hmm. I wanted sense. to be, I wanted to be a priest. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I went through all that and I spent time with monks and nuns and Buddhists and you name it, everybody. Yeah. And it, it, prisoners would come up from the prison and everybody was frightened of them. But I would go out and feed them and talk to them and mm. learn from them. And I never once judged them or seen them as any different from me. And then, you know, when I was eventually going to go and take orders, you know, my, my uncle had passed and they said, you know, you, you, you should go out in the world and come back if you want to. And so I joined the army instead. So, <laughs> so nice turn. I went total 360. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I, you're 180, I, sorry. I, well, no, I just had to ask that because, I mean, you're, you come from a very deep and well thought out. I mean, obviously, this is a new thought in your head. This, no. is, this this has been researched and hashed and hashed, yeah. deeper. And so so I knew it. I knew it had to come from something childhood, yeah. you yeah. know, to really turn that yeah. key. I had a weird childhood. You know, while people were were playing football and, and and reading comic books and things, I was reading like a vocation to the ministry. I was reading a you know, I <laughs> yeah. was reading like like my mother thought there was something wrong with me, you know. And you know, my my little brother, the, you know, the cops would come up the street, and Daniel would you, you get a clout in the ear, you know, and the priest would come up the street, and I would get a clout in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Somewhere there's a joke about a, a priest and a cop walking to a bar. <laughs> and it's just to get you and your brother. All right. Yeah. So thank you, John, awesome. so much for being on this podcast. You were a joy to have on. It was awesome. As always, Andy, thank you for being a guest Absolutely. on this podcast. This was great. I seriously, if you want to follow him, like you said, LinkedIn, find him there, find the website. It is 21v.org. Yep. And so thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this has been an encouragement to you and we hope they have a wonderful day. See you later. God bless.